I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 73. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this afternoon, I'm sitting across my computer screen uh, interviewing a young lady that has come highly recommended to me. Her name is Sienna DeMoss, and she's from Franklin, Tennessee. Welcome, Sienna. Hi, Carol. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so honored. Thank you. Well, I feel the same way. So, Sienna, tell us a little bit about yourself. You were raised in Franklin. Uh, tell us about your education and, and kind of how you um, did, you know, grow, growing up, what was your education like? Yeah, so I was raised in Franklin, um, born and raised in the South, in the Bible Belt, with my family, my parents, my two younger brothers, and my older sister. So ever since I can remember, I was homeschooled. Uh, my mom was probably reading me books while I was in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good but mom. yeah, before I kind of jump into my journey homeschooling, I thought I would share a little bit of my mom's journey of her decision to homeschool because it hasn't always been like that for her. Yes. So uh, my older sister, Carissa, there's a, a, a decent gap between us. So um, before I was born, uh, Carissa went to private school and, you know, all the way through, but there was a point when she was in sixth grade when my mom was, I guess just, it was her, it was her mother's heart to know her daughter. And she realized that she didn't because mm-hmm. She was gone all day, every day from, you know, seven to three. And she was like, you know what? My daughter's growing up and I have no clue who she is, what she's passionate about, what are her struggles, what are her strengths? So she decided to gather the teachers in the school for just this little teacher meeting to know about her daughter. So she sat down, she said, what's my daughter like? How is she doing in school? And the teachers, they smiled and they were polite, but they were very vague and they didn't really provide what my mom longed for is to know her daughter. They, they said, you know, she's really great. She's wonderful, doing amazing in her studies, awesome listener and all of that. But my mom, that kind of was a turning point for her realizing, I don't want this for the rest of my kids. Mm. So is there another way? Now, yeah. back then homeschooling wasn't a huge thing. I mean, it was kind of out there. Um, And at that point they were in Franklin. So my mom started uh, just praying through it, reaching out for community to see if there were any like-minded women uh, homeschooling their children. And so um, just the Lord confirmed this calling of homeschooling for me and my two younger brothers all the way through. And so I'm really grateful that she really listened to her mother's heart and the Holy Spirit in her, guiding her um, to to take a different route in education. So that's kind of where um, I come into the picture where she's starting to just try everything with homeschooling. She's so excited and my mom is super adventurous. So (laughs) that's a plus um, in this homeschool journey. Um, So Uh, When I was little, I mean, from the start, and my dad was super supportive with all of it too, um, which is a gift. And they both uh, chose to cultivate just this environment of learning. It's not just uh, you sit down, you read the textbook, you take the test. It's a lifestyle. They believe that it's it's a formation of the entire individual, spiritually, socially, um, academically, of course, mentally, physically. So it's a, it's covers every realm of life. And I'm very grateful for that because um, it 
it, um, it was a joyful process and it wasn't agonizing and it, it didn't come, you know, without its ups and downs or anything, or it did come with its ups and downs, but, um, that's, that's kind of the mindset that I was birthed into the family yeah. culture I was birthed into. So, um, my mom got her hands on a bunch of curriculum. She would attend your, your seminars. She would sometimes go out of state for homeschool conferences to just grab all the resources that she could. Mm -hmm. And one of the key things was building, um, a literary environment. So having an, a library really. And so she yeah. has yeah. all her bookshelves with her books. And, um, that was, I, I would say the foundational thing for me learning in, in homeschooling and same with my brothers. And it's something that I've carried even to this day. Yeah, I can imagine. So you've just graduated from college. So uh, you, you graduated with uh, kind of a double major, it sounds like, in fine arts and biblical studies. So that was my major was fine arts. Um, tell me how you felt you navigated there at Liberty uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia. How did it feel having been homeschooled, you know, doing school on your mother's dining room table or wherever you did it, and now being in a really large university, how did you make that transition and how did it feel for you? Yeah, so um, I would say that um, when I was little, because I was homeschooled, that offered me a lot of opportunities that if I were in public school or private school, it wouldn't have given me. So for instance, um, our classroom was the world. We, yeah. we not only would study at home, we would study in the local deli, we'd eat lunch and then, you know, we'd take a break and then we'd, you know, go we'd to do math or grammar. Um, we would go on nature walks, we'd go to the museums, we would go uh, take trips, we would go camping, learn how to build a fire, we would, uh, all these different things. Um, and I'm very blessed to say I've been to, I would say, over 40 of the 50 states and uh, probably over a dozen countries at this point. And so because I was homeschooled, we just spent all our energy in that and uh, we would save up or we would, we would get a job we, or we'd learn, you know, lemonade stands and we'd save. Or uh, my first job, you know, was in a hotel and I was, you know, the front desk receptionist. So all of those things. So now I, ha I can see the world. I saw the world. We traveled across America. We went to all the different states mm -hmm. and uh, it's always learning. It, everything's a homeschool minute, which is which is fun. And sometimes as a little kid, it got a little bit annoying because when we just wanted to play, my parents would say, oh, homeschool minute, wait a second. Here's a <laughs> cotton field. Let's pull over and grab some cotton. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so homeschool minute, which is to say everything is a learning yes. experience and opportunity. Yes, it is. And um, so because I say all of that because uh, I was really uh, exposed to all the different cultures, all the different states and um, different uh, ways to think, belief systems, all grounded in the, the faith in Christianity. And so we would use discernment as we are exposed to different things. And so I had that confidence there and also just interacting with people. I mean, when we're driving, um, you know, pulling over, we're, we're uh, on the train, we're on planes, we're on buses, we're on walks, we're, we're just aware of our environment and aware of other people. And so um, instead of just doing our own thing, we, um, we interact with those around us. So I think 
going to college, going to uh, Liberty University, where there are people from all different backgrounds, all different countries, um, even different beliefs. Um, I, I just kind of felt this natural flow of, okay, wow, now we're just, now we're just all in our twenties and figuring out what we want to study and pursue. What is the Lord calling us to? So it was a, it was almost like just a matured, uh, matured, uh, atmosphere of what I, I had already experienced growing up. Yeah. You also went to Word of Life. Is that in Shroon Lake? Is that how it you is? Say? Yes, yeah. Pottersville on Shroon Lake. Mm-hmm. So that is um, going to a Bible college first. Um, probably on my gravestone, it will say, "Go to Bible college first." <laughs> I want everyone to go. I usually recommend people go to Calvary Chapel Bible College in Southern California, and then they have international campuses all over. But what was your experience at Word of Life, and how did that prepare you to go to a major university? I would say my time at Word of Life was the best and the hardest, most challenging year mm-hmm. of my life. Mm. And um, a little backstory with Word of Life, I had actually grown up going to their summer camps every year. So yeah. we would pack our bags in July, drive all the way up to New York, stay there for a whole week. Uh, they have different campgrounds depending on your age. My parents would stay at the inn and we loved it. And it's something we look forward to every single year. And um, as I got older, I decided to serve on staff there. I didn't know there was a Bible Institute, actually. I didn't know that uh, it had been going on for quite a few years. And so I'm working, I'm doing uh, my first year working there. I did housekeeping. The second year I did photography. And then uh, it was, I had just graduated high school and that summer I was in Word of Life and I heard around, hey, there's this Bible Institute, Um, you should really go, Uh, you know, here's what it's like. And so the counselors of the camp had already done a year of the Bible Institute. So they kind of whispered in my ear like, hey, you should check this out. (laughs) And honestly, I was at a point where I didn't foresee it see myself doing that at all. I was really into travel. I had the travel bug. All I wanted to do was go overseas and work or do missions or do something. And um, upstate New York is very small. It's beautiful in the Adirondacks, but it's very small. And when I learned that the campus only has 500 people, I was like, okay, this is not the place for me. I I just want to branch out more. I want to see more of the world. I'm so young, you know, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) So at this point, I'm uh, 17, almost 18. And the Lord during one morning just just, uh, spoke to me saying, you should check out the BI. Ask around, ask your friends, be a little more intentional, dig a little bit deeper um, and just trust me. So I said, okay, Lord, I will, even I don't want to. And uh, the rest is history. I felt called to go there for the whole year and just study the word of God. And um, it was an incredible experience. I was away from home, so I was more independent. At this time, my, my family had moved to Colorado. So they're out west and I'm over here, different time zone, different uh, weather, crazy weather over there. We get so much snow. And uh, thankfully, I knew a few people on campus already just because I had been involved in the camps. So that was a gift, really. Uh, But it really uh, caused me to examine my own faith where I was at with the Lord. Do I really believe 
God is who he says he is? Do I believe his word? Um, so I wrestled with a lot of things during that year. So I say it's the best year because I really found the Lord in an intimate and personal way, which enriched then every other aspect of my life. And it was challenging because it's not easy. You have to do hard work. You have to be introspective, really be honest with yourself. You have to be vulnerable with other people, have hard conversations. I had, you know, RAs that I would talk to, leaders, deans. Um, we'd have pastors come in and speak every week on a certain book of the Bible. And so it was challenging in that way. But I would say that I learned so much because I just, I just chose to take the road less traveled really. And, and um, in my mind, I had a plan, but the Lord had another plan and it was so much better. And it changed me. It really changed me. And I'm not the same person anymore. And um, the beautiful thing is I'm still growing every day in the yeah. that the Lord brings. Mm. You know, it, if you can get that foundation in your life and it, even going to a Christian school doesn't give you the foundation that going to a Bible college gives you where you're just doing nothing but studying the word of God. And um, that's why I just say to everyone, thus saith the Lord, you're going to Calvary Chapel Bible College, and then we'll talk about what's after that. Because I would trust you anywhere, anytime, once you've got that foundation. And Calvary's a two-year program, so you're studying from Genesis to Revelation, every word, every chapter, every verse. Wonderful. And then I feel like, okay, see, so that's what you've had. You've had that foundation and then it, it just equips you and launches you. Now, I know your mom has told my assistant, Rachel, that you've been raised with my methods pretty much all your life. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So tell me about your relationship with literature and some of the books mm -hmm. that really impacted you and how reading was kind of the foundation of your education. Yes. So I, memories flood in right now of uh, reading books in bed mm -hmm. with popcorn and sippy cups. <laughs> My mom, we're all just around her and it was a night routine. She would read to us when we're little, we have the board books with the bright colors, the big words. And then as we get older, you know, we have thicker books, thinner pages, smaller <laughs> fonts. Chapter books. Yes, yes, yes. And my dad would often read aloud to us too. Mm. Um, we would listen to books on tape yes. and, you know, on road trips, we would listen to radio dramas. Adventures in Odyssey mm. was huge for us growing up. Yeah. Um, but I was raised with the classics and um, my mom really uh, worked hard to find, okay, what should I read to my children? What authors are good? What authors are not really the best? Yes your seminars. And so she just really wanted to have uh, good literature for us and not something that's just uh, too easy, too shallow, doesn't have much meaning. Um, mm -hmm. So I, as I, as I grew older and I got involved in co-ops and tutorials, it, it was normal to read about 18 books a year and write a paper on every other one. Um, so really being, um, just having a wide variety of all types of literature. Um, we, we read novels, myst like mysteries, um, poetry, Shakespeare. Uh, like I think of Charles Dickens. I think of Agatha Christie. I think of, um, I mean, there's so many. There's all the, I love Jane Austen. Right <laughs> just has a special place in my heart. I remember 
seventh grade I read it and then we watched the movie but we never would watch the movie first always yes. the book amen preferably <laughs> yes preferably a play and then the movie <laughs> ah, good yeah are you familiar with my literature-based approach to education but still unsure of what it looks like for your family for over 30 years I've helped families custom fit their children's education to their specific needs the beauty of education done this way is that it fits like a tailored suit. If you find yourself making do or wondering how to best help your child, or you simply have questions, I'm available to you. Consider booking an appointment today. You can visit my website, caroljoyside.com forward slash consulting to learn more. Fill out the book now form and my assistant will be in touch to schedule a time that works for you. Don't lose sleep over unanswered questions. Let's work together to make homeschool simple. Now back to the show. So is there one author that's really impacted your life? I of, would, of literature, not obviously the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say C.S. Lewis. I know he's mm -hmm. a, a favorite of many. Um, but just reading Mere Christianity, uh, recently The Problem of Pain, uh, Grief Observed, yes. all of those screw tape letters, all mm -hmm. of them have really impacted me, especially these past few years, because I, I read them when I was younger, yes. but some things just didn't stick because that's normal. I wasn't as mature. I hadn't grown in certain areas, especially in spirituality. And so now reading them again, it's like new colors are you know going off. Um, and it's wonderful. Uh, another one that I really love is Watchmen Me, uh, The Normal Christian Life. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes. And um, yeah, so I would say, especially C.S. Lewis, but there are so many others that have impacted me in wonderful ways. I know. Yeah. If So if you were talking to a young family that are just thinking about you know, should we homeschool? Are our kids going to work at McDonald's if we homeschool? Are they going to be clueless, useless, weird? Are they going to be misfits? Um, what would you say from your own experience and how would you recommend that they go forward? Where, where should they start? Well, honestly, Carol, I would say um, having that literary based environment of just reading because when you expose a child when they're young to reading, it, it, you're, you're giving them worlds that they can discover under your wing as the parent. And so you can guide them through it. You can be discerning. Um, you know your child better than anyone else. So you know what lights them up, you know what makes them hide under the covers. And so just nurturing that awe. Um, another thing is really appreciating the outdoors and nature. Uh, I think that's really key. And they seem simple, but they're foundational really yeah. at a young age. And so uh, I think we should never undermine those, those things. Um, and uh, I think there's beauty in, in slowness of life too, because we're so caught up in quick, in consumer culture and technology and um, technology isn't bad, but the way that it's going is really detrimental towards kids and just their development as human beings, let alone students and um, friends and peers. 
So um, I would say um, there's like a big flashing light bulb in my head right now to, to share. Um, we did not grow up with a TV. We just didn't. We didn't grow up with video games and I am incredibly thankful for it. Yeah. And um, I think it's important to, uh, to really fuel the kids' uh, capacity to, to imagine things and to wonder and to have awe and a sense of, wow, like, let's, let's, you know, we see this, let's go after it. Let's be intentional. And, you know, whether it is on a nature walk and you see bugs under a rock or you see trees or you see an owl or you see the sky or a rainbow and you just allow them to, to be in awe and you enter into that with them. And, you know, reading books like, oh, I wonder what this character is going to do next. Or, you know, <laughs> really exaggerate the, your voices when you're reading to them. Yeah. Um, to really love learning and um, appreciate art and the little things. And um, I would say to really limit screen time, screen time because uh, what entertainment does, and it's not bad and I'm not bashing it, but especially for young eyes. Yes. Um, it's important to uh, encourage them to imagine. And there's this thing called boredom, which many people don't know about these days. <laughs> I remember when, you know, I'm sitting around with my brothers and I'm like, what should we do? And it forces our mind, it stretches our mind to think of yes. something that's unreality that can become a reality. Wow. Like, let's build a fort in the backyard. What materials are we gonna use, mm -hmm. um, you know? so many different things let's go catch some bugs or let's go make a pillow fort or let's let's cook something with mom like what do we want to make what kind of muffins and so it, it forces us to think on our own whereas a lot of you know the internet is it thinks for us and we don't we don't ever have to um go through all the mental processes yes. to to um figure out something so those are a few things i hope that's helpful right. oh that's really helpful Wow. Well, your mom, um, I know, told Rachel that we would be so blessed if we interviewed you because I, I she was so right, because you have completely, as we say, drunk the Kool-Aid of my philosophy. And so <laughs> <laughs> boredom, nature, literature, yes. work. Um, that It's so great to meet you. And I knew nothing about you until we started this interview. And so it's been fun for me to discover you and just see the fruit of this approach, which is not original to me. It's really Dr. Moore, Charlotte, Mason, Susan Schaefer Macaulay, kind of the different streams that influenced me. And now I'm seeing it in your generation and you can give a defense for this approach even better than I can. It's just so fun. So very briefly, what are your plans now? You've just graduated. What, what's next? Yeah, so I just graduated last month. And honestly, this has been a time to really enjoy a break with my family now that all of our schedules are less busy. Yes. So here living at home, um, I am considering a few options for either the fall or the spring. Uh, doing a lot of praying, a lot of just silence and solitude and stillness because I feel like I've been kind of on a hamster wheel for a while. So yes. I don't want to rush it. And I and the beautiful thing is I have peace, just kind of taking some time to breathe, reflect on what I've learned the past four mm -hmm. years at the Bible Institute, as well as Liberty University yeah. and um, create space for the Lord to um, come in and, and just 
share whatever he wants to share. Um, but an option for me is to uh, get my master's uh, at, excuse me, at Liberty University with a master's in divinity. Um, so I think I, I just reading the word of God at, at the Bible Institute every single day, pouring into it. We read through it front to back, probably three times at least. Wonderful. I'm, I'm still hungry for more. And so that's something that uh, I'd like to continue is digging into the word and teaching it to others. And, mm. um, and so that's something I'm considering uh, at Liberty. And that would be possibly in the late fall or the spring next year. Wonderful. Well, it is the ultimate. I know when my son was considering getting, a, I think, a PhD in art history, I think it was, at University of Virginia, and he realized, you know, really, there's no, there's nothing that I'm more passionate about that's more fulfilling than the study of God's word. Nothing usurps that in, in my heart. And so he wound up, you know, getting his master's and doctorate and that in, in those areas. And it's just made such a difference because once you study the word, you realize how little you know of it. And, you know, when you first study the word, you're like, yeah, I know the whole Bible. I'm great. But then every year that you walk with the Lord, you're like, actually, I know less and less and less. And the word looks deeper and bigger and broader. And so I'm thrilled that you have a passion for God's word. It's the ultimate as my son said back then, when he was trying to decide what to do, it's the uber course of study. There is nothing that equals it in richness and value in longevity, you know, where you can just spend your life studying it and feel like you just started at day one. Yeah. So I'm thrilled that you've got that hunger for God's word. And it's so fun to meet you, Sienna. I can't believe it. So, so um, Let's close, but we will continue this conversation because I think you're a kindred spirit. Yes. <laughs> I really enjoyed getting to know you, honey. So thank you, Sienna, for being with me. And thank you, listeners, for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings. <music>